Hi friends, welcome to the Partnership Podcast, exploring gospel partnership and generosity in the Bible, alongside stories of support raising from around our fellowship. We pray you'll be encouraged by it. Welcome everyone and welcome Paul, thanks for joining us today. Thank you Kat, it's lovely to be with you. Great, well let me pray before we kick off into our episode. Our Father, we thank you so much uh, for Paul's story and for the different ways in which you've worked in him and his team. And we pray that as we listen, it would be deeply encouraging to us in our support raising thoughts and patterns. And we pray for your wisdom to be shared and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, just wondering if you're happy to share with us how you support and supervise new staff in their initial support raising efforts with you. Sure. So the context is we have, we're a moderately sized staff team and so we normally have um, anywhere up to five new staff a year. It probably averages less than that. Uh, but um, So that's quite a few people to um, onboard and, and get up to speed. Uh, so uh, it has varied over the years, uh, but the last uh, four years I've adopted a new approach which was kind of necessary because we're having far too many staff uh, begin their um, time of ministry uh, in an unsupported or undersupported uh, place. So what I've done the last uh, four years is to kind of count the cost earlier <laughs> as, a, as a staff team leader and uh, just pour lots and lots of my time into uh, the, new, the new staff uh, in the five months or so before they start. Th- that was the first step, is uh, making that decision, recognising uh, the system was not working and I needed to change um, to make that uh, much more, uh, a better startup environment for the new staff. And particularly then uh, the details of what I implemented was um, a weekend away for the new staff uh, in about uh, the second week of September, where, where it's kind of a boot camp on partnership ministry. And so we spend the whole weekend together and we do some of the Bible studies in the um, partnership uh, manual. We talk through specifics and practicalities. Uh, we even, you know, do things like um, uh, sample conversations with potential partners and give each other feedback and lots of praying and and, and that kind of thing. So that's um, been a new thing. And as I said, it's a it's a big cost as a staff team leader to kind of devote that extra time. Uh, and then. After that, for the next three months, I then also um, check in with them, uh, usually, hopefully usually together yeah, uh, on Zoom or in person on, um, on roughly, roughly every two to three weeks. Uh, so it creates that team environment uh, where they're, they're getting to know their future colleagues, they are getting to know their future boss, they are... They've got that team environment where they can ask questions, where they can report how they're going, where they can um, pass scenarios by each other. And so the results, uh, I think, have spoken for themselves. Uh, We've just had many more staff uh, start their time, usually late January, early February, in a much healthier place in terms of their partnership 
uh, and support levels. Mm. That's great. I haven't seen a lot of campuses <clears throat> put that much um, time into their new staff, but I imagine that that would be <laughs> really fruitful. Well, one of the benefits for me, as I said, with a slightly larger staff team is it enables me that personal connection with the staff. Uh, I mean, I usually know them uh, somewhat. Occasionally we're having people coming from outside our network to join us, but generally I know these people, but I certainly know them a lot better after spending all this time with them. And that's helpful because I'm often then not their direct line line report after they start. Uh, so it's just that extra rapport with me that I that I really appreciate that, that when they start, I, I feel like I know them and uh, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, and so then when they're actually, you know, you've got them joining in with the rest of the team and when they're kind of just normal staff members, what does that look like in your team meetings and your supervisory structures for your existing staff? Yeah, so I think uh, a couple of things just in terms of our regular ongoing sort of um, system and attitude to it. Uh, again, this has probably developed over the years, but this is, what, this is where we're at currently. Um, I think we try to have a collegial approach to partnership ministry. Uh, and what I mean by that is uh, each individual is responsible uh, for, for their partnership and, and for uh, doing their support development. But then uh, we also are happy and open about talking about, about it together. So we celebrate increases together. I'll, you know... I'll make the announcement from time to time. Hey, this month so and so gets to go from four days to four and a half days, and you know it's a big, it's a big team celebration. But then also um, praying for those who are struggling. So that kind of mix or blend of um, people knowing their responsibility and taking it seriously, and having those chats with their supervisors about it if they if they've got to meet the deficit control policy or whatever. But then also. Um, having that sense of camaraderie about it and, and it's not a competition. We're wanting everyone to be as fully supported as possible. I think uh, to demonstrate this blend uh, of sort of individual responsibility and yet sort of corporate interest, uh, we, for example, will have we have pretty clear personal targets uh, of what people are meant to do in terms of there's a minimum of how many... Um, prayer communications they need to do per year and for us that's three uh, but there's a lot of freedom if they want to do more than that and there's complete freedom about how they do that as well but then for example at the end of the year or towards the end of the year we'll discuss as a team together uh, which students are graduating and which staff uh, might be needing uh, some more support and therefore which staff person will do we have these things called exit interviews with each of the graduating students. And so we might prioritise some staff to have more exit interviews with more of the prospective graduate graduating students uh, so that they can ask more people to support them if they're a bit behind. So again, that's just, that's an example of individual responsibility, but sort of um, corporate uh, interest in it and, um, and teamwork around it. So yeah, that's our kind of collegial approach uh, to partnership ministry. Uh, and very occasionally, of course, we then also um, we do have some team funds. Uh, some people just give to our ministry uh, sort of generically. 
my approach with those um, with that support is twofold. One of it, one is it's kind of a a buffer for emergencies. Uh, AFES has the, the three month buffer, but then also I tend to use it, that extra sort of campus wide those campus wide donations for particularly helping staff that are going uh, into big um, what are they called uh, bracket raises. So the, the the increase from apprentice to category A, for example, is quite large. And again, from B to C is another quite large uh, jump. And so for long-term staff facing those hurdles, it's not um, granted all the time, but I, I, I like to be able to offer a sort of a matching grant scenario where if they can increase their regular supporters by X amount, then, I, then we can match it by, you know, by a similar amount as a one-off jump, just to help yeah. that hurdle. So there's some of the ways that we work um, work together, but then also some of the ways that we, where everyone is responsible uh, themselves. Yeah, great. Thank you for sharing. Um, and Paul, you've been personally support raising for a number of years now. Are you happy to just share any reflections about the highs or lows or what you've learned through that experience? Okay, yeah, a number of years is an interesting description for 30. Uh, so, <laughs> so um, oh, gee, there'd be lots of these um, personal learnings. Wow, I think um, I think joy is is definitely one. Uh, it's a real joy uh, to know and experience God's provision uh, through His people um, in the partnership of proclaiming Christ. Uh, so, seeing God answer prayers and being surprised at who comes on board to support and sometimes surprised at who doesn't. Uh, those kind of things are great joys. Also, um, just having that extra layer of, um, or re- I guess, re- or reason uh, to keep in touch with people um, and share lives, that just enriches you. I think I'm, I'm more connected with people's lives through partnership ministry than I would be otherwise uh, in a lot of cases. Not, of course, with with some like family and so on, but um, I guess secondly, just to realise that God's provision through others uh, for ministry is holistic. Um, it encompasses their moral support and their prayer backing and their friendship in the in the tough times and in the good times, as well as their interests, the the little responses to prayer emails, the uh, and of course then also their their donations. So that holistic um, way that God provides, uh, I think to to enjoy that that breadth and not to be obsessed just with the um, the financial side of things. Take some of the awkward out of um, of partnership ministry, and it's definitely a two way uh, a two way support. I think to continually be presenting the vision of Christ crucified and him being the Lord on campus uh, just helps people to stay focused on eternal realities and the value of the gospel and the truth of the, of Jesus. And a lot of people, I think, benefit spiritually from that. Uh, maybe a third learning, I'll, and I'll stop here. Um, as I said, there could be many. A third learning would be uh, just around contentment. I think we, and I've had to keep um, diligently focusing on my heart being content in Jesus 
there is much gain in, in contentment with godliness. And, and some of that gain is things like, uh, well, if you're content in Jesus, then you're not, you're not as anxious about uh, your support raising. It takes away a lot of the jealousy that we might feel uh, as ministry workers uh, in comparison uh, to our peers and so on. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's just worth that um, finding your joy and your hope and your peace and your rest, the rest for your soul in our Saviour rather than um, in whether people are supporting us or not uh, financially. So there's some of my learnings and I hope that's a, a benefit to people. Yeah, thanks so much for sharing with us, Paul. Um, let me pray for you and pray for all of us as we finish up. Father, we thank you for working in Paul over these years and the 30 of them, and we pray that you'd keep providing for him uh, into the future as well uh, and showing your kindness to him through that holistic care of his supporters uh, and giving him joy and contentment in that. And we do pray for all of us who are listening that you would give us that joy, that you keep providing, that you would care for us in many ways and fill us with a godly contentment in what you have given us and father we pray that you'd keep strengthening the ways in which we encourage and set up new staff and the way in which we care for our teams and as teams uh, approach this side of our ministry together and so we pray for your blessing and your growing of us in those areas and we ask it in jesus name amen amen thanks kat thanks for all your help as well with uh with our staff, it's great. Wonderful. Well, thanks, and thanks, everyone, for listening. 